This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Everybody, welcome. Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio Podcast. Glad to have you here. Uh, Hey, look. Don't forget, books page on our website under resources. I think you're going to appreciate it. Every book we talk about on our on our shows appears there in case you want to go out and say, purchase it. And also the community, the uh, Remarkable Results Radio community. If you're interested in joining our community, just send me an email, carm at remarkableresults.biz. And with me is Chris Lawson from Technician Find, a single stop to staff your shop. Hi, Chris. Hi, Carm. Good to be back. Yeah, technicianfind.com, a new sponsor for us on CarmCast. Thank you for that, and we appreciate that. Really excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Hey, look, it's an episode on culture. Oh, dear. Another episode on culture on Carm's show. Why does he kind of OD on that? Because every business has a culture. And why we talk about it is because we want you to think and or ask, is it the right one? that retains and keeps not only your people, but draws customers. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-day working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, let's face it, your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. And Napa Tracks will move your shop into the SMS Fastlane. With on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. So, Chris, with Technician Find, realizes the impact that culture has on the company he's helping to recruit for. There's so much discussion out there about they didn't challenge me, they didn't engage me, they didn't train me, work was unfulfilling, and all of that has to do with the overarching culture in the company. So please, if there's one thing, Chris, and I and I know you believe this with me, if there's just one thing that someone can pick from this culture discussion that may just be the snap that pushes you to the point where you want to find the culture that's going to enamor your business. We're hoping that this is another one of those tools in our podcast arsenal. My goal is to flat out sell you on building the culture. I mean, flat out. It's really important, but the last thing I want to do on this call is to remind you to buy lunch for your employees on Fridays. That's not what we're going to talk about here. I came across something because I'm always reading about culture. I'm always reading about hiring, retention, talent acquisition. And this article just popped out at me. And it was about real world studies on how culture impacts your business. Really, I mean, tangible. It's not touchy-feely. It's not soft skills. These are actual studies that were done by very well-respected institutions on how developing a strong and positive culture will impact your bottom line. It impacts everything in your business. So that's really what I wanted to come at this from is a real-world practical perspective. Can we put the link in the show notes to this great article? 40-plus business metrics affected by company culture with all the source citations. So whatever they basically say, there is a source that says, here's why it's important. And this is the first time, Chris, first time talking culture, that we have something to substantiate reasoning behind every one of these ideas. So what shop culture, my friend? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Well, like I always like to do, I like to start with a story. And this story is a great one. In 2005, David Foster Wallace addressed the graduating class of Canyon College. And 
He started out with a parable, and this is one of his most read pieces now, and it's been so successful because it really uh, struck home for everyone. And the parable is about there are two young fish that were swimming and together, and they came across an older fish. And the older fish said to the younger fish, hey, how's the water, boys? And the younger fish kind of looked at each other, and they swam on. And a little bit later, one of the younger fish looks at the other one and says, what the hell does he mean by water? And it's you know kind of a cute little story. It, it really speaks to what we're thinking about when we think about culture. You know, culture is the water that you're swimming in. Every single day when you go in, you go into the store, you go in, you know, into the shop, that's what you're doing. That's where you are. And what I found is that there really are three different categories that a shop may be in when it comes to culture. And some shops, when I talk to them, I talk with a leadership team or a manager or an owner, and they'll say, oh, we don't have a culture. And then I say, okay, well, you know, that's one category. Someone that doesn't think they have culture. Let me remind you, everybody does have culture. The second category are shops that say, I know we've got a culture. We've got a vibe. We've got a feeling. We do things a certain way, but I can't really put my finger on it. I can't articulate it. And I certainly couldn't explain it to someone that's coming in off the street or explaining to the public. And I say, okay, well, that's great. We can work with that. And then the third category is a shop that says, you know what? We spend a lot of time thinking about this. We know exactly what our culture is. We know how we operate. We can communicate it. We can put it into ads and we can broadcast it out. And I lick my chops when I work with a shop like that because I know it's going to be so easy. My job's going to be easy. I know that this is a shop that's going to hire a good solid A-tech in less than three weeks. I know that they're not going to fumble when they get on the phone with someone, a prospective service advisor, a prospective technician, because they're going to be able to communicate the values. They're going to be able to communicate their story. And by the way, that's what your culture is. Your culture is your story. And it makes everything that you do easier. So that really, in a nutshell, to me, Carm, is what culture stands for and what culture is about. Well, Chris, I have mission, vision, and values. That must be my culture. That's a great place to start. If you've done that work, that's fantastic. The problem is it doesn't go far enough. So your mission, vision, and values, it's technically true, but it's missing the emotional juice. And if you're missing the emotional juice, then that's really where the why is. Mission, vision, and values gives you usually kind of the what and then the how, but the why isn't there. And, you know, there's the old quote, you'll figure out any how if your why is big enough. I'm part of a 20 group and I've been part of this 20 group with repair shop owners since 2018. And one of the things we do is we read books together. We read a book called Business Made Simple. And Carm, I've talked to you about that before. You've read it. Yeah, fantastic book. Donald Miller's work is amazing. One of the things that he recommends that you do from a leadership perspective is you put together your guiding principles. And your guiding principles is a document. And the document goes over things like your mission, your key characteristics of ideal team players, your critical daily actions, and then two things that really bring in the emotional juice. One of those is your story pitch, is what he calls it. And the second one is your theme. I just want to read a couple of these. These are two shops that we worked on with this in the group. And here's one that's a story pitch. Now, as you're listening to this, think about how this is different than just your dry mission, vision, and values. So story pitch number one. Most people don't know a lot about cars, but they do know that when they're without their vehicle, their life stops. When someone finds an honest repair shop that exceeds their expectations and is pleasurable, convenient, and efficient, it can transform their life. We remove the complexity and uncertainty from auto care by educating our customers and taking full accountability for all their automotive needs because no one should be confused about how to maintain a safe and reliable vehicle. So that's the story pitch. 
The theme for this shop is, with the right information and support, it's easy to be confident in the choices you make when servicing your automobile. So very succinct. And the purpose of the theme is to remind yourself and your team why your work is important. Now everybody is aligned. When you're talking about culture, a lot of what they talk about is aligning your teams. Well, how do you align your teams? Well, you give them an emotional reason that their work matters. And then the story pitch is attractive. That's how you attract people in to your story. Let me give you just one more on the side of this is another shop. Most car owners feel like they've been burned by an auto repair shop in the past. Whether they were told something that they didn't need, were charged too much for repair, or had a repair done improperly that didn't fix the problem, we understand that when you're without your car, your life stops. When someone finds a repair shop that is honest, knowledgeable, and reliable, it lifts a giant weight off their chest. It gives them peace of mind to know that they finally have someone they trust to get the job done right. We take the hassle out of car repair by providing the best knowledge and the most reliable service in New Jersey because every car owner deserves to have their vehicle fixed right the first time so they can get back to living their life. So that's the story pitch. The theme is when the hassle is taken out of auto repair, car owners get their life back. You know, can you imagine me being a technician in the Bay, a service advisor on the counter, hearing that and realizing that I have a mission beyond what I think I come to work for every day? Absolutely. That's the point. Donald Miller, we've done shows on Building a Story Brand, which is a great book of his, and that I know you are so into and how it has helped you make technician find what it is and how well you do for, for the clients you have. And then Business Made Simple. By the way, you go to my books page, it's the second line of books down right on the left. They're so important to me that the books that really matter that are talked about over and over again are always near the top of the list. And that's a little secret for everyone. A great stuff. I appreciate that. So let's kind of jump into this list that you have and some of the key elements. And I think, and I hope you're still with us. I still hope you're impressed about where we're going. And now we're going to land. We're going to land some stuff on you that's going to make you think so hard. Please, if you're driving, watch the road too. Absolutely. So I condensed these down because there are 43 of them. So I highly encourage you to go to this link. And there are a lot of things that you can do with this information. You can use this information in your help wanted ads. You can use this information to have communications with your existing team, with prospective team members. There's a lot of things that you can do. But the first one that really jumped out at me was employee retention. So a strong culture contributes to higher employee retention rates, reducing the cost associated with turnover, such as recruitment, training, and lost productivity. This was a study they cite by Deloitte called New Research Unlocks the Secret of Employee Recognition. So a big question I always get is, how do we close the revolving door? That's a big frustration is how do you close the revolving door? And employee retention is a way that you do that. Go to my website, find the search bar, type in retention, find a whole bunch of really great episodes on retention. We've done some recently and how critical. In fact, there are some companies that they track a retention rate amongst their team. Yep. And it's very expensive. I mean, we all know how expensive it is to replace somebody. And when they walk out the door, they're walking out with a lot of knowledge too. So let me remind everyone, these 10 critical business metrics that Chris is going to give you, there's 40 plus. We're going to put a link in the show notes on the website. It may transcribe over to your podcast player. Hopefully it'll be there. But I just want you to know that you don't have to necessarily take notes, but you're going to have access to that once this episode is published. Absolutely. And the next one is productivity. So positive company culture creates an environment where employees feel motivated, leading to increased efficiency and higher output. This was a study done by the University of Warwick titled, New Study Shows We Work Harder When We Are Happy. 
Go figure, right? The next one is operating income. A positive culture with engaged workers who care about their organization's success can lead to improved compliance, operating efficiency, and cost control, resulting in higher operating income. These are two studies. One is a Harvard Business Review study titled Proof That Positive Work Cultures Are More Productive. And the next one was from CFO Drive, The Financial Upside of Employee Recognition. Who doesn't want improved income? And the proof is in those articles as to why it's so important to have the right culture. Thank you for that. And the next one is collaboration and teamwork. Anybody have communication problems between the front of the house and the back? No, that never happens, right, Carm? Collaboration and teamwork. A positive company culture fosters a sense of collaboration and teamwork, encouraging employees to work together effectively and support each other in the achieving of common goals. This is a Stanford Graduate School of Business study titled A Better Way to Think About Organizational Culture. Apex 2023 will be here sooner than you realize. So make a commitment plan ahead and register now at aapexshow.com. This year, you'll find a strong offering of management, technical, and service advisor training to include J2534 module programming, deciphering gas turbo drivability, ADAS calibration, and strategies for dealing with difficult customers among another 30 classes. Bring your thirst for knowledge, determination to network, and curiosity to Las Vegas, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. Head to aapexshow.com and register now and sign up for the classes that you want. And a highlight at Apex is meeting top industry execs ready to talk with you about your business needs, parts programs, and tools. So if you're in your living in the automotive aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Spend time at Joe's Garage and see tools and equipment in action. Register now. AAPEXshow.com, 31st of October through November 2nd, 2023. Apex, now more than ever. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. Now, it all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. And having local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, a representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. Tracks always has the flexibility to do business how you need to do it, which means it can also grow as your business grows. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business. Yes, a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. How many times have I ever gone home and saying, God, I wish the team was more together? I was, in some cases, responsible for that. And, you know, I'm doing deep reflection. In some cases, I wasn't. And I always wished that, that my supervisor was willing. And, you know, and I, yes, I own my own business. And, and I did have a, a lot of responsibility and a lot of reports. But there's an evolution of everyone's life where you evolve into the role that you work on playing or you are. And in my particular case, I remember some situations where I needed team more. It's really interesting. I just finished a book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. It's by Benjamin Hardy. And he talks a lot about how you develop your business and grow your business 10X. 
And it's a phenomenal book if you want to pick it up. And one of the things that he talked about was it's interesting when he starts talking about people, business owners that are scaling and business owners that are scaling spend more and more times on themselves than they do on the business. So they develop their own leadership skills. They develop their own mindset. You know, they join high end mastermind groups. It's very interesting because you almost have to work on yourself almost as much as the, or even more than you work on the business because it's your mindset and your thinking, the quality of your mindset and thinking that's going to get you to that next level. So it's very interesting to think of it from that perspective. We'll throw 10X on our books page. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's a great one. Really good. The next one is employee loyalty. How many of us would like to have loyal employees? A positive company culture fosters a sense of loyalty among employees, increasing their commitment to the organization and reducing the likelihood of turnover. There's another one. This is a Gallup poll. Employee engagement on the rise in the U.S. So if you've ever had somebody jump ship for a couple dollar raise and a $5,000 sign-on bonus that never materializes, that's something to really consider is the employee loyalty factor. One of the recent episodes that we did, it was uh, David Asquith from AutoStream who said our goal is the highest wage in every market that we are serving. And that means that they had to have strong policies and procedures and, of course, team and culture and profits in order to do that. And part of that they, they know is why the retention rate is so high, which equates to loyalty. 100%. The next one is ethical behavior. A strong company culture fosters an environment where employees feel encouraged to act ethically and with integrity, which can have a positive impact on a company's reputation and long-term success. This is a study called Ethical Systems, Company Culture Assessment, and then there was another study they cite. It was a Harvard Business Review study titled How to Design an Ethical Organization. Do right for the customers, do right for your people. Wow. Goes without saying. Yep. Win, win, win. And the next one is talent acquisition. So a positive company culture attracts top talent as job seekers are more likely to choose organizations with strong values, a supportive environment, and a reputation for employee satisfaction. So there were two studies that were cited for this particular point. One was a glass door study, how to recruit informed candidates at scale. And the next one was a LinkedIn study, Global Talent Trends 2020. You must love this as a recruiter for people to find a company that has all of these qualifications, but it just makes talent acquisition so much easier because people want to work for companies like this. We've almost given up. And because we've given up on finding people, we don't improve ourselves and or our company. We spiral. Yeah, absolutely. A big thing that we have to do sometimes is uh, break mindsets and create possibility for our clients. I get on the phone all the time when we're doing onboardings and I'll ask, so how long have you been looking for this tech? And, you know, I get answers like 20 years, 15 years. I had one shop owner tell me the other day, he said, oh, as long as I've been in business. I think most of them are saying, you know what, we know they're out there. It's just, you know, we've got to change our approach in order to get it to be more effective. But some, you can tell, it's like, they think I know that I'm not going to get it. I've got to do something else so that I can prove to myself I'm taking action. But you just know when you talk to them that they don't believe it's possible. And, you know, we know the power of belief and the power of mindset and how this affects everything that we do, including our actions. So how does my culture attract top talent, Chris? You can always tell when a shop owner is confident and they're, they're talking about their shop. And confidence is something that is, it's attractive. And it's also, it's contagious. It shows through, it shines through. It absolutely does. A players want to work for A players. 
A players want to work for people who are winners, who are leaders. And that comes through. And that is the biggest part about it. And the other part about it is it's word of mouth. So when you have a strong culture and you take care of your employees, I mean, and everybody that's listening to this knows this, the tool truck guys will are be telling everyone, your employees are telling their friends. It goes through the grapevine and everybody knows. And then so when you do have a position that's open, everybody's heard of you and it makes it easier to have the conversation. It's kind of like rolling out the red carpet in front of you. You know, the old saying, your reputation precedes you. Well, a good reputation precedes you and a bad reputation precedes you. You're the owner of the shop. You've got a great culture. You're speaking to this candidate, you know, in an interview and you're exuding confidence, answering the individual's questions, asking so many open-ended questions. And then you're assessing, does, is he going to fit into our culture? Because the worst thing that you want to do with that, you've built it to be so strong and so positive is to have any part of that tree, let it fall down. You do not want to have a mishire. That's another really important thing that I hear all the time is I'm afraid of hiring the wrong person or I'm afraid of hiring the wrong person and overpaying the person that we hired. So those are big problems. The next one is employee satisfaction. A positive company culture contributes to higher employee satisfaction as employers feel valued, supported, and engaged in their work. This is uh, cited by a Gallup poll called Employee Satisfaction Doesn't Matter. And here's another one, reduced workplace conflict. How about that? Strong company culture helps to reduce workplace conflict by fostering a sense of shared values, meaningful personal relationships, clear communication, and respect among employees. They cite a Harvard Business Review study, How to Preempt Teen Conflict, and a Forbes magazine study, How to Resolve Conflict in the Workplace. In fact, that is so true. How to resolve it. It's going to happen. There is no doubt we're all human. We struggle. Life isn't always as easy as we think or want it to be. And so you, but you have to be ready as the leader to be able to deal with people. And I think an open ear and a lot of empathy, your level of emotional intelligence is going to help you be able to reduce workplace conflict. It's a great, thank you for bringing that one up. And then the last one is retention of high performers. A strong company culture helps retain high performing employees as they feel valued, engaged, and motivated to continue contributing to the organization's success. This is a Gallup poll how to keep high-performing employees engaged and motivated. Those are just the top 10. Yeah, you pick 10 great ones out of, what, 43. And when you look at all these, when you click on the link and you, and you go to this article, employee wellness, business agility, decision-making, crisis management, employee empowerment. Wow, there are so many. And you know what? When I looked over this list, I said, every one of these was a slam dunk, Chris, as far as could... Could I relate to why each of these points are so critical to the success of my company? Call it our culture. And to me, if you were struggling to find the culture and you printed this out, instead of attempting to be the greatest consultant in the world in front of your people, print this article, print these highlights and just sit with your people and say, hey, we got a project and it is culture 101 in our company. Let's go. Let's just take three of these each and every week, every Friday morning. Let's go through this. It's kind of like when you share with your team, hey, did I ever tell you the reason that I started my place 20 years ago? Tell you the dream that I had. Did I ever share that with you? Can I do it again? And to me, if someone can appreciate why you come to work every day or why you continue to build such a great company, says, man, we're doing this. We're doing this because this was his dream and he's helping me with mine. I think we finally may have a textbook list, if you will, on how 
because I've been I've been really hot lately, Chris, on trying to do podcasts that, like you say, there's always the why I would do thing and the what would I do, but not the how. This is a great how episode on building your culture. Yeah, actually, what you just said, I think is fantastic. I also, again, I just can't recommend highly enough Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. Just complete your guiding principles, even if you've done your mission, vision, and values, which I hope most of you have, your guiding documents. This is going to help out tremendously and get your team involved. That's really important. One of the things we do is we do on our onboarding calls, we do little mini shop culture audits. And it's just a series of questions that we ask to get you thinking about from a 30,000 foot view, what your shop culture is all about. I met somebody, he's called what is a culture architect. He's done culture seminars for Fortune 100 companies. And I'm actually going to team up with him next month and we're going to do a little webinar and we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about engaging your people, aligning your team, finding A players, attracting and retaining quality talent, closing the revolving door, aligning mission, vision, and value of the shop, open communication, all that good stuff. This is so important that I want to bring that out to my clients and, and everybody that would be interested so that they can get a really actionable plan together to do it. I look forward to seeing that announcement. So let's talk about the fact that maybe you work with Chris, maybe you don't. Maybe you're looking for a company to help you with the the stress of weightlifting for a new team member, be it a service advisor, be it someone from the office, or be it a technician. If you're going to go out to get a service to help you with it, every one of them is going to say, I got to know about your culture. I need to know what I'm hiring for. I understand you're hiring for a technician. I understand you're hiring for a service advisor, but what are they going to work for? What kind of team, what kind of culture, what kind of attitude, what kind of ultimately culture? So that's why I guess I continue to do these episodes and we constantly look for that one little, if you will, a stick that when you walk over it, bam, it's going to snap and it's going to say, I finally got it. So hopefully there are enough benefits coming out of this why how to episode and this article that you need to go to. Chris, thank you so much for bringing this business metrics affected by company culture. And ultimately, all of these are steeped in real science that they've come up with. You know what? This is the probably the quintessential culture episode that I could steer people to, to have them appreciate what it really means. We need to help you figure it out. I get that. But what's the result of this really great culture that you're building? And that's what these 43 pointers will show you. And basically, these, if you do all this stuff, then you'll see why it all benefits your company. Yes. Take the steps. And I think that from a practical perspective, from my perspective and what I do, is these are the type of ideas you want to have in your ads. So what most shops do when they're writing an ad is they're going to take a template and then they kind of reconfigure the template to match what they want, and then they post a template. Well, those are what I call warm body ads. If you reconfigure a template, then it's going to get you a warm body. If you're looking for a right culture fit, what you want to do is you want to get your culture points, and this list can give you a lot of really effective culture points. Put them in your ad. Actually write these things into your ad. It's going to make your ads look a lot different than any of the other ones that you're going to see on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or any of these other platforms. And it's going to actually attract a higher caliber of employee that, that would be a better culture fit. The more you do a good job of talking about your culture and what you have going on, the better you're going to be able to align with somebody who would be a good fit for what you have going on. If you have a generic ad, 
you're going to get a generic candidate. I love it. I'm looking over these 43 points right now, and I could see how you can develop an ad by taking the words customer satisfaction, ethical behavior, employee loyalty, a collaboration and teamwork, and, and slice them into a couple sentences. And that's going to spark the individual. It's, I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking for a place that I can go and have a career at. Wow. Chris Lawson, technicianfind.com. A single stop to staff your shop. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Always. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 